us. God, we thank you for your power. Lord, it's, it's your power that works through us. It's your power that strengthens us. It's your grace. It's your strength that gives us peace and hope and life and everything in it, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for your word that we can know that you have defeated sin and death. That Lord, we deserve punishment for our sin, but Jesus, you took every person's punishment that's ever lived, you took their punishment upon the cross. And now we can live free from sin. We can free, live free from the punishment we deserved because of all that you have done for us. And God, I just pray today that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would use my words to encourage people in their situations this morning, Lord God. I thank you for just speaking your, through, by your Spirit to every person. Lord, the word that you want to speak to different people this morning, the, the, the situation you want to speak into for different people, Lord, this morning. That, Lord, we would listen to what you're saying to us. Lord, I pray that you would use this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Who loves shopping? I hate shopping. <laughs> I hate shopping. I'd almost say with a passion, but I, I won't say that. And I've got to say, when I, when I go shopping, I'm a hunter. Is there any hunters here? It's like, I, I can see a few other guys saying, yeah, I'm only going in there for one thing and I'm getting out of there. And when I go shopping, I, I, I hunt. But you know, any, any hunter, um, you don't, if you, I haven't done a lot of hunting, okay? I'm not a physical hunter. But uh, if you hunt something, I, I hear that you do a lot of walking first. And you, you, you sort of survey the scene and you track and you, you find that thing that you want to hunt. And, and if, say, I'm getting a new phone, I'll hunt for some time. I'll sort of survey the scene and I'll, I'll, I'll discover what I'm after and I'll, I'll find the scent of that one I really want. And, and then when I'm going to buy it, I go in, I get it, and I get out because I'm a hunter and I just want to hunt for that one thing. But I've got to admit, when I go to, when I go to the supermarket, and maybe some people can relate with this, are there any kids that go shopping with their parents? Do you go shopping with your parents sometimes? Yep. So I go to the supermarket, and I've probably got a list of five things. I don't normally go with a list of 125 things. I go with a list of five. It's like the milk, the bread, the, the, the another jar of honey, whatever it is. I go in there, a list of five things. And maybe, kids, you've been with your parents, and they've said, okay, you can go and get this and this, and I'll go and get those things, and we'll meet you at the register. Does anyone do that? Yep, that's so much better that way. Anyway, I go into the supermarket... And I've got to be honest, I walk into the supermarket and the first thing I do every time, no matter what's on the list, I turn one direction and it's towards the bakery. And I go to the bakery and I just sort of do that walk through. You sort of wander through and go, any apple cakes on special today? No. Any donuts on special today? And it's like, how can you pass up a donut that's half price? Or one of those little apple cakes with icing. It's like, maybe some people don't like them, but I just love those apple juicy... Mm. Anyway, I walk through the supermarket, and okay, I get a couple of bits of extra bread that we didn't need, and then I go and I get the, the apples that we needed, and, and then I walk past the, the, the cereal aisle, and I look down and I see the, like the Sultana brand sign, it's sticking out from the aisle, so I can't miss it, and it says, buy one, get one free, and I think, we don't need it, but I want it, so I go down and I get the Sultana brand, and maybe your parents do this too, kids, and I've got the... I've got the the apple cakes here and the donuts there and I've got the apples like hanging these two fingers and then I've got these two boxes of Sultana brand balanced on top now and you know when I walk into the supermarket every time I look at those trolleys and I think what a great idea but I don't need that I look at the baskets and I think I've only got five things to get I don't need that so here I am I balancing all these things and then I, I go to the 
uh, heading towards the milk aisle, I should say, and then I see the, the blackberry jams on special. Who can pass up blackberry jam on special? So I pick up one of them, and I've got a couple other things in my hands, and I'm walking along, and I get to the milk fridge, and I sort of think, hmm, get the little finger, and we pull the door open, and then we'll reach down, and you know that feeling of trying to get the two-litre milk or the three-litre milk with your one finger? And it feels like it's going to break. Be like, this is worth it. I can do this. I can do this on my own. And then you think, oh, no, we actually need two bottles. So it's like one finger, one, one thumb. And you're balancing all these things to the aisle. And then halfway down the aisle, you remember, oh, no, we need butter too. So you're walking to the butter aisle and you, you get there and you think, how am I going to do this? And then some kind, lovely person you see there, maybe someone from church, goes, Andrew, do you need a hand there? And they sort of pile the butter on top for you. They say, thank you. And off the aisle we go, because I can do this on my own. I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about contentment. Contentment. I wonder how content are you? If you were marking yourself out of 1 to 10 on a contentment scale, are you totally content? Are you like, I've got all I need and I don't need anything more. I am totally content. Or maybe you're right down the other end of the spectrum and you are so uncontent, I don't think that's a word, discontent, that you feel like you have nothing that you should have. Life has been so unfair. You are just feeling like you're in the place that you shouldn't be in and things just feel so unfair. I wonder, where would you mark yourself? Just think about it for a second. Contentment. It's like we walk through the shop, shops and we, we, we're getting the things we need, but we, I wonder how content are we to leave those other things behind sometimes. Not that that necessarily is bad to buy a Sultana brand. And, but I wonder how content we are. We're going to watch a little video. It's actually a, a short film. It's won a few awards. Um, and it's about a little girl called Ruby. I think Ruby's seen this video about Ruby. And uh, I want you to think about her contentment and what she sees, what she wants, and how it ends up. Let's have a look at that video. God wants to lead us up the stairs, but sometimes we're holding on to so many things that we can't go to that place, that peace, that place of joy. I just love it when, uh, when she finally throws off all those things that were holding her back, those things that she was holding on to, and she's free, and you just see the joy on her face. I, I love that video. Wonder how content are you? How content are you to be who God made you to be? Not to covet how someone else is, how God made that person to be with their gifts, their talents, what they have. How content are you with what you have, who you are, what you have right now in this part of your life? Just in the prayer meeting this morning, I felt prompted to pray that God would help us not to be so focused on the future that we're too afraid to move today. We can be so thinking about what we want to be, what we want to have, what we want to become. But God wants us to be free to be ourselves, to be who's made us to be today. How content are you? God wants us to be free, to be free to enjoy the life He's called us to live, to be the people He's made us to be. Have a listen to what it says. Jesus said in Matthew 13 about the kingdom of heaven. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. It's like, imagine Ruby, she's, she's going down the street, she gets all these things, she's, she, she's, she thinks she needs all these things, but then she sees the playground, she sees the swing, and she's willing to give up everything so she can go and enjoy the swing. 
And when we discover who Jesus is, when we discover the gospel, the message that Jesus died on the cross for our sin, that we deserved punishment, we deserved death, but He's given us life. Everything else in comparison is, is worthless to, compared to what God wants to give us in Christ. Have a listen to what uh, Paul says in Philippians chapter 3. Last week, we read Philippians 3, the end part of it, where it talks about pressing on towards the goal. And the first part of Philippians 3, we read, so just before this, it's talking about all the things that people are saying that we should do, that we, we all, the, all the, the laws of the Jews and the, the things that they were told they had to do. But Paul says, I was, I was the best at obeying the law. I was the best at doing those things. I, I did all the things that were right according to the law. And then he says this, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Everything else is worthless, he says. I was, I was a, a, a leader. I was a, a teacher. I was one of the best followers of, of the law that could be. But he says, all those things are worthless when I understand that without Christ, I was lost. Without Jesus... I was never going to have eternal life. Without Jesus, I, it was all just going to lead to destruction. He says, I'm, I'm happy to give away all those things so I can be a follower of Jesus, because Jesus is the one who gives eternal life. And he goes on, he says, for his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. Talking about contentment, talking about what our, our faith is in, really, what is our trust in? Do we think we're going to find contentment in another jam donut? Do we think we're going to find contentment in another whatever it might be? Or is our, our trust in Jesus? Have we come to that realization that everything else is worthless compared to what Christ has done for us? This morning, I want to say to you that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and this hope will not disappoint. We were talking about the names of Jesus last year, but this morning we're continuing to talk about the names of Jesus. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 9 verse 6, he says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And this is Jesus that came to give us peace, to, to bring peace into our hearts, into our, into our lives. And this hope will not disappoint. If we put our trust in Jesus, if we ask Him to be Lord of our life, if we give up everything else that we might know Christ, we will lose nothing because this hope will not disappoint. You know, we can be tired, we can be lonely, we can be sad, we can be angry, we can be frustrated, and we can try and find peace in all kinds of different things. We can think, maybe if I get some new friends, they'll, they'll help me feel at peace. Maybe if I, if I get that new car, then, then finally I won't be breaking down all the time and I'll have peace. Trust me, it'll break down one day too. Maybe you're thinking about some new house, or you're going to move somewhere, or you're going to have some new job, or you're going to get some new toy or you're going to get some new thing or be someone different this year. All those things might be great, 
but they're not the source of peace. They are not going to bring peace that Jesus wants to bring into your life. So many people are looking for peace. You know, I, I did a quick search just on, on Google, of course, <laughs> to find out what the statistics are about stress and anxiety and in our country. And it says one in seven people in Australia relate to being severely or extremely anxious or stressed. One in seven people are severely or extremely stressed or anxious. One in seven, that's a lot of us. If we're statistically accurate, stress and anxiety in this nation is a huge thing. You know, the statistics say that in Australia, our kids are the most stressed in the world. Aussie kids are the most stressed kids in the world. It doesn't mean they haven't got more than some kids. It doesn't mean they have a better education than some kids. But the way we raise our children as a nation, the, the way we talk to them, the way our education system works, our Aussie kids are the most stressed and anxious kids in the whole world. There's a problem in this nation. What are we saying people need to have to have success and, and, and life and peace? I don't think we're communicating it truthfully to our kids. God help us. So many people are looking for peace. I want peace. It's amazing as I prepare for a sermon on peace, how God helps me to, 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 to learn about peace in, in less peaceful moments. Even yesterday, even this morning, things happen that disrupt our peace in this life, that things disturb our, our, our comfort and we can lose our peace about things sometimes so easily. But God wants to bring a peace that no matter what's happening in our life, that we can have an underlying level of peace. There's a joy in Christ. There's a peace in Christ that nothing can ever take away. You know, many people try and distract themselves to find peace. Entertainment is a huge thing in this nation. We, we buy things to entertain us, to distract us from the busyness, from the pressures, from the stresses and the anxieties of, of our lives. Entertainment, it's, it can be all about distracting ourselves from the reality we are in. And I've got to be honest, at times I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm stressed about something and I'll, I'll flick the tally on just to distract myself. I wonder if that's you sometimes. Some people, they just want to numb the pain. And so many people I've heard that, that took drugs maybe for the first time, it was just, I, I just wanted to escape from the world I was in. I was talking to someone just this week, and they were talking about someone who was, just wants to escape from their life, and they just want to numb themselves to the pain and the stress of this world. So many people just want to numb the pain to find peace. You know, I, I refused to take painkillers for a long time. I, I just would not take them up until when I broke my back and I said, okay, I'll have any painkiller you will give me. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to have painkillers. So I thought, if, if I've got a pain in my leg, I don't just want to mask the pain and do nothing about what's causing the pain. I want to deal with the pain and then know when the pain's gone. If I get a headache because I didn't drink enough water... I'm not going to take a Panadol, I'm going to drink some water and then know when I'm feeling better. 
And you know, in life, I think we're so quick to just try and numb the pain and not deal with the root cause in our heart of what's causing the pain. What are we seeking? What are we putting our trust in? What are we relying on? Who are we depending on? Is it God? Is it people? Is it pleasure? What are we depending on? And you know, I think there's a lot of people today that want to find peace in, in kind of nothingness. God's Word tells us to meditate on His Word. It says meditate on who He is. It says fill our minds with the things of God. But there's a, there's a meditation in the world today that says empty your mind. It says free yourself from, from those pressures. Be, just take your mind off everything and empty yourself and find peace in the nothingness. But that's not God's way to find peace. When people put something on a gravestone, what's the stereotypical thing to put on a gravestone? Rest in peace. It's kind of like the last wish, the, the, the wish of a family who's lost a loved one is the, the last hope and wish is that maybe, just maybe, at last they can rest in peace. Because peace can seem so elusive, it can be so hard to find, because the harder we chase it, the less we have it at times. And people say, finally, maybe they can rest in peace. Listen to what Jesus said to his disciples just before he was crucified. In John chapter 14, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Now, the peace that Jesus brings is not the peace of of distraction it's not the peace of numbness it's not the peace of emptiness it's the peace of God's filling us Jesus died on the cross and rose again victorious that we can be free from the power of sin that we don't have to be judged for our sin that we are free from those things that we have life because of what Jesus has done for us and he sent the Holy Spirit to fill us to empower us to to remind us of God's love for us of His love for the world, that we would have His peace and be peace bringers in our world. His peace is not like the peace of the world. But peace, I'm jumping ahead now. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You know, Jesus has done everything that needs to be done for us to have peace. But do we focus on it? Do we come back to the cross and say, thank you, Jesus, for your love for me? Day by day, when you get anxious, when you get stressed, do you remind yourself of what Jesus has done that you could have peace? Because it's all that needs to be done. We simply need to come back and say, thank you, God, for your love for me. And if you can come back to that, if you can realize that, if you can have an understanding of that, reminding yourself, then we will not let our hearts be troubled. We will not be afraid because we can know that God is for us and not against us. Peace is found in Jesus. Peace is found in Jesus and nowhere else. If I had a balloon and I, and I blew it up, and it just so happens I have a balloon. Oh, that's, I thought it was going to be green. I wanted a green balloon. That's, that's red too. <laughs> this isn't a magic trick. This is just, this is just Andrew getting confused. Anyway, 
If I had a balloon, I don't know why I wanted the green one, but I, I just want the green one. If I had a balloon, what's inside the balloon? That's not a trick question. There's, there's nothing in there. Okay, there's, there's nothing inside the balloon. But then if I, if I blow into the balloon, if I, if I blow it up, There's nothing in there before. What's inside the balloon now? This is not a trick question. What's inside the balloon? I was hoping someone would say nothing. But you're all too clever. You're all too smart. Someone might say, there's nothing inside that balloon. There's nothing in there. It's just blown up. But we all know, you're all too smart. Pat yourself on the back and say, I am clever. God made me wise. Um... Nothing doesn't hold up a balloon. Air holds up a balloon. And if you let the air out, it makes cool noises. But the, air, the balloon goes flat. It's not full of air anymore. It's flat. It's not much fun playing with a balloon that's flat. But you know, Jesus said, my peace I give you. And his peace isn't nothingness. He actually wants to fill us. He sent the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of peace, that we might be filled. When Jesus died, he rose again. He, it says he, he breathed on the disciples and said, receive my Holy Spirit. He breathed. And he wants to breathe on us and fill us with his Spirit. He wants to fill us with his, his peace. He wants to fill us with his joy. He wants to fill us with life. And he wants to fill us not just a little bit, not just once and sort of go, well, you got your, you got your air, you got your peace, you got your breath, you're on your own now. Because do you know what happens after a day or two with a balloon? They go flat. You know, at times they explode. Sometimes we explode, don't we? But God wants to fill us and He wants to fill us again. And every day He wants to fill us again. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. He wants, to, he wants to breathe in you. He wants to give you life. He wants to give you fullness. And He wants to use you to bring that fullness of life. He wants you to use you to bring that peace to others. That even as you pour your life into them, at times we can feel a bit deflated after we sow into others. But God wants to breathe in us again and fill us up and give us life and energy. Whew. He wants to breathe in us and give us His peace. It's not nothingness. It's His life. It's His spirit. Because He loves you. He loves you. Peace is found in Jesus. Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said to His disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again, it is easier for a camel. It's like a camel with a hump. You know the big thing that looks like, a bit like a horse? Only it's a camel. A camel to go through the eye of a needle. This is talking like, yeah, you know, those little things that your mum sews with. Those little, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples hear that and they're like, what are you talking about, Jesus? That's crazy. That's impossible. Who on earth can be saved then? And Jesus isn't saying, you've got to shrink yourself or anything crazy. He's just saying, if you think you are rich, if you think you can find peace on your own, if you think you can find life, if you, can, if you think you can earn eternal life, if you think you can earn forgiveness, then it's impossible. 
It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for you to be saved. But if you realize that you are poor, if you realize that you need a saviour, if you realize that you do not have all that God would require of you, if you, don't, if you realize that you are poor, then you will come to find life in God. And you can find eternal life in Jesus. If you think you're rich, then you will find destruction. But if you acknowledge that the only way to find life is in Jesus Christ, then you will find life. And you will be filled and He'll breathe His peace, His life, His fullness into you. Because He loves you. And He simply waits for us to come to Him. God's peace is for those whose trust is in Him. Because when we put our trust in Him, He comes to live in us. And He wants to remind us day by day of His love for us. That even though we messed up this morning, even though we didn't quite do what we should have done yesterday when that thing happened, His love is still for us. And He wants to breathe His love, His peace, His joy, His fullness into us again. You might be a balloon that's been uh, pricked with pins and got full of holes and you feel like, I can never be full of peace again. But you know, God's in the restoring business and He can restore anyone who is broken, no matter how broken you are, and He can breathe His life, His breath, His peace into you again. God's peace is for everyone, anyone who would put their trust in Him. I just want to read one last verse in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. It says, in verse 14, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Always be thankful. If we can remember what Jesus has done for us every day, we will be thankful. We will have peace when we realize that the God of the universe that created everything loves us and gave himself for us. We will have peace even through the challenges, the situations that we face. There might be some turmoil in the physical world, but spiritually we can have the peace that Christ has for us. I want to pray for you this morning. Let me just close our eyes. And maybe this morning as I talked about contentment, as I talk about peace, you think, wow, I am so low on contentment. I am so low on peace right now. With all that's going on in my world right now, God, I am struggling to trust in your peace, to trust in you. God, I just pray today that we would see again your love for us, God. Maybe we've never understood, Jesus, why you died on the cross for us. God, I pray today that you would bring revelation into the hearts of those people this morning. God, I thank you that you know the the physical situations and, and circumstances of things that might be happening in our lives that would, that would bring anxiousness and, and loneliness and those other things, Lord God. But Lord, I pray that as we look to you day by day, as we focus on your word, as we pray, as we read the Bible, that God, you would remind us and that you would breathe into us, that you would fill us with your spirit, that, God, we would have a peace that people would be amazed at times, that even through the, the things that we might be going through, that we would have your peace for the journey. God, I thank you for 
breathing into every person here today. Lord, for everything that you've given us, Lord, for every breath that we take, every breath is a gift from you, every heartbeat is a gift from you, every day is a gift from you. Lord, we thank you for air conditioning. God, we thank you for sunshine, we thank you for beaches, we thank you for the things that we can enjoy. But God, help us to remember that our hope is not in those things. Our hope is not in being able to hold on to and grab on to another thing to add to our life, but everything is worth giving up that we might know you, that we might remember who you are, that we might find the true peace and the joy and the life that comes through trusting in you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you would help us to be people of peace that would bring peace, would know your peace in each and every single day, in every hour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come. We're going to finish with a song. This morning, this is, we're called the Christian Family Church, and it's not because we're four families. Someone actually once said to me, oh, I didn't think I could come because I don't have a family. And I thought, no, that's not what it means. It means we want to be a family for everyone who comes. We want to be a family. And this morning, if you're struggling with something, we would love to pray for you. Maybe you can turn to the person beside you and say, hey, that's me. I'd love someone to pray for you. Can you pray for me this morning? Maybe you want to come forward and we can pray for you. Maybe there's something that's just been stealing your peace. And I pray that you wouldn't leave this place feeling like that, that you can really sense and know in your heart, in your mind, that Jesus is the bringer of peace. And just while we sing this song, maybe if you want to talk to that person beside you, or if you want to come forward and we'd love to just pray with you, please do that. Don't leave this place feeling stressed. Don't leave this place feeling anxious. Because we're a family, we want to share God's love with one another and His peace. Amen? Let's stand and let's sing.